0: thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Here we go. Here's some um, That's uh, Lani Badgley from Ducks, if you'd like to know who does that. Um, How are ya? What's going on? Is your bum pretty smelly? are you doing, brown poos? Um, God, you can tell I live with a six year old. Uh, I just dropped her off at. Oh, it's such a sweet little thing I did. So I just did. Uh, I was helping out on a film. No, my wife, sorry, was. Uh, the, she's a production designer and she was working on a show. And there was a whole lot of, um, cause in the art department, they buy multiple copies of everything. It's just a giant waste of, um, products and food pretty much. Uh, anyway, they had multiple clip on koalas, you know, those, those things from the 80s, those souvenir clip on koalas. Um, and I had enough to give every kid in Luna's class a clip on koala because that's their name at school. They're the koalas. So I clipped them all in their backpacks after nine o'clock. So when they come out for recess, they'll be like,
1: Oh my God, I've got a koala!
0: And they'll get really excited, which is really, really cute. And then there were some bigger fluffy ones that I hid in trees around the school for the rest of the kids. So that's bloody, that's bloody nourishing, isn't it? Is that, is that nourish? Is that the word I'm trying to think of? Wholesome is the word I'm thinking of. Nourishment for the soul. How's your soul? How's your soul? Soul man! uh not drinking but i am going to be drinking later because i'm going to go celebrate some stuff but i won't go too hard but and maybe i won't drink maybe i'll go nah not doing that uh, but anyway we'll, we'll see how we go i hope you're going good it's been a big week of fun hasn't it everybody's all in the like i guess if you're listening to this out of um we're not on the day or on the date if you previously listened to them you'll just be like what's he talking about um, or that was from ages ago. But uh, this week's been all, all about the, the women's soccer. And I've heard, this is so crazy, so the Matildas, and because they've got the highest television audience of any sport for the for the last year, there's been death threats. Like, blo- blokes are so upset. Oh, this bloody women's bullshit. Kicking the ball around. Bloody, bloody rugby's better than that. I'll kill you. This woman who put it up on, um, I don't know, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, I mean there wouldn't be real death threats but it's just like what what state of a, of a human man are you to be offended or upset I mean the the giant has woken and it is glorious oh my what I've heard I've not been to any of the matches yet but I've heard that the crowd is completely different it's supportive it's uh there's no the obnoxiousness going on it's just like a, a real different way of doing stuff like the fact that women in general Are kinder and better. They just are. Even though I am the product of abuse by a woman uh, in my childhood, they're generally better. They don't start wars. Anyway, all this type of stuff. So, of course, the soccer is going to be. The environment for a live game is going to be better. But the skill. And this was always the thing. It's not going to be as riveting. It's not going to be as skillful. It's not going to be as good. Bullshit. It's just. It was so astounding the other night, and sorry if you don't, you know, I, I imagine a lot of people who would listen to this podcast or be a fan of me would not be, you know, generally be sports people, or, or they are or they're not. But gee, the level of skill, that goal that was it, Caitlin Fjord, the, her footwork, oh my God, and even just the pass before from, um, is it Mary Fowler? Unbelievable, like Oh, and every time the ball would go near um, Caitlin, it's just like you knew there would be magic feet going on. It's just, it is so, so, so exciting. And it's not just exciting because i got a little girl who likes, you know, she doesn't like soccer actually. But it's just what a great moment for sport in general that this is the place it's got to. And it makes me think, is there going to be a, a level one day will, I mean, I'm trying to think of what's a level sport physiologically. That women and men can play against each other in. I know, you know, they've got netball. That 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 happens. But I think I imagine cricket. That might work. Um, I mean, certain aspects of soccer. But I just, you know, a big bulky dude. You know, that's not great. Anyway, look, it's just, it's so wonderful to see. What an empowering, great, great thing. It's just, and yeah, I'm totally on team Matildas, of course. Um, and I'm not even jumping on a bandwagon. I've always, th- this level though of this world cup just seems so dear. I watched the last one, the, the, the America one and you know, the, the, it was good, but this is just another level again. It's amazing, amazing to see it. It's almost, it makes me almost emotional just to see little kids and little girls being empowered by this. In fact, this reminds me, hang on a sec, I just, I just need to cough, <coughs> pardon me. Um. This was a fun, This is a very funny story that I did have in a stand-up show many years ago, but this is just after my daughter was born. <laughs> uh, not just after, this was the day after and I was going in and I, I went to go have a celebratory um, uh, pint of beer, just because it had been a really stressful, I mean, you know, it, it's full on, so she's been born, it's all good. I'm going to go have a pint at my favourite pub, the Courthouse Hotel in um, Newtown and the women's AFL had just launched um, and it was on the tally there. Uh, it was just like a, a repeat of a game that was on there. And then some guy complained about it. He goes, oh, bloody, just turn this, turn this shit off. God damn it. And I was like, and I got really, you know, I've just had a little baby girl be born. So I was like, mate, well, what's your problem? What, oh, cause it's women's AFL, is that your problem? He goes, nah, mate, it's because it's fucking AFL. This is rugby. So that was pretty funny. He uh, he was he was he wasn't upset at the gender. He was upset at the actual code, the actual sport. But uh, whoever the people are that are out there sending death threats ugh, about the fact that this rate—I mean, do you know how the ratings for the next one is going to be? As- I mean, it must be the um the last one. It's just exciting, really, really. Do you know it's not exciting? The suburb of Mona Vale. Um, I've just been up there. I was hel- I was helping out on a Kellogg's commercial, which has been quite. Um, arduous because in the art department, so I just lift and unlift things from trucks and make some extra money, which is good. I, don't, I really don't mind doing it, apart from the fact when most of the crew go, Hang on, mate, what? aren't you acting anymore? It's like, Yeah, mate, I can't get cast. Anyway, um, so getting recognised for carrying boxes. But uh, it, the fun thing about it was that I was often outside the house, ha- so they were shooting in a big house in Mona vale, which is like a really Rich white suburb in northern Sydney, very white, lots of old people with lots of money. And, um, and it was all these, of course, there's lots of sticky beaks that are walking past, like, Oh, what's going on in there? And I kept making up stories as to what they were filming. At one point, I said it was uh, Eric Banner was uh, filming uh, filming an advert for Cousins Soap, and they got very excited by that. Um, then it got funnier, and I, the one that made me laugh was. Um, Jennifer Lopez uh, was doing an advert for Clearasil, which I don't even know whether Clearasil's a product anymore. Remember, Clearasil is for your, for your zits. Just pop some Clearasil on it. You pop it first, you're an owl, and you pop your Clearasil on. Um, and then it, then it got um, wilder and wilder, and then I was like making up film synopses. Um, I think I, I did, I put it on Instagram, but I convinced a couple that... They were doing like, you know, those movies, like, I think I've talked about this in the podcast before, but like the social network, then they've got the Spotify series and all this bullshit and, you know, the Air Jordans movie, which is ridiculous about products. And I said, there's another one of those movies coming out, but it's about the, um, the intellectual property or the war between Dove, Dove chocolate, which was the ladies chocolate. It was a sexist chocolate, by the way, if you remember that back in the day when Dove came out, it was meant to be chocolate for women, which makes no sense. Chocolates for everyone. What are you talking about? Anyway, so Dove Chocolate versus Dove Soap. Starring none other than Ronan Keating, which I don't even know why that guy's um, name came to my head, and Bernard Fanning from Powderfinger. Yeesh. I'm so not a Powderfinger fan. If you're overseas and you haven't heard of them, there's a reason. Um, There's such a huge band in Australia, but oh my God, they just rank. I'm not even... I kind of like Cold Chisel. I love James Rain. He was playing at the end more the other night. I almost went. I was last minute kind of thing. Like, I'm off to see Aussie crawl. Anyway, I'm just going to pause for a minute. Go upstairs, get some clearasil. Hang on a tick.
2: Hi, I'm Bob Maynard from ABC Classic FM. Pussycat, pussycat, where have you been? I went to Ikea and got lost. Yes, yes. I'm Bob Maynard.
0: Yes, yeah, so I've uh, trademarked me noodles, by the way. So the name is mine. The name is mine. I'm not going to tell you what it is now, but I will tell you at some point. Um, my noodles are trademarked. And yes, uh, I got a, a very wise message from someone. I can't remember. I think it's Aaron. I might have that wrong. Who sent me a, a message saying that I can't call my sausage sizzle Sam's stupid sausage sizzle because um, stupid offends, can offend people, which is fair enough. And I, I didn't know that. So it's like, oh...
2: Oh, I've got a really
0: funny story quickly about that stuff. So this is, <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but this is something that happened on set the other day. And you know, like we live in an era where people are very, if you say something off color or you say the wrong thing, um, that you, you know, you might get, you know, canceled or bad things can happen or reported to, um, you know, HR and then you lose your job. So this is a message that went out to someone who I was working with. It goes, hi. I'll just change names. Hi, Anna. It's Peter here. The grip from yesterday. I was just calling to apologize about my comment yesterday about Japanese people's teeth (laughs) as I opened my mouth without engaging my brain. To give it some context, I did live in Japan in the late 90s and was startled by the amount of fillings people's had. And my dentist told me that a lack of fluoride in the water then has caused a lot of the damage. Anyway, I just wanted to apologize. Have a great trip from Peter. (laughs) how good is that the poor bastard so he's probably been stressing about it the so for so long then then to like i've said something really bad about japanese people's teeth which i didn't even know was a thing i know about british people's teeth um but geez the stress even just have to compose that message and send it <laughs> and what did he say Ah, oh, I just, uh, I love it. I love it. We're in such a strange, strange world. Um, yeah, so the stupid sausage sizzle won't happen. It will be the silly sausage sizzle, which, which makes sense. It's silly Billy. I just stupid sausage sizzles way more fun though. I might come up with a better name. Well, you might have one. You can help me out. Um, yeah, I, I, also, I ended up at the, at a very terrible shopping center the other day called Chatswood Chase. It's just something about this country. And I love, I, you know, do, do I love being Australian? I don't know. I don't think I do. Um, you know, all the bloody laws we have when it it comes to parking and bloody infrastructure and OH&S, all this bullshit, but just these communal spaces that end up being Westfield, you know, Westfield shopping centres with all these old people just sitting there at the coffee club. And you just think there's more to this, there's more to life than this, especially when you go to Greece and you go sit in or Italy and you sit in a piazza. Oh, the town square and it's all lovely and multi-generational and then you go to bloody Chatswood Chase and you're just like fuck me I don't want to end up like this uh, and I, I know that some people come here for a better life and they're like this is the dream it's not the this cannot be the dream can't we tear this dream down I don't want to bloody I do not if you see me at the coffee club at the age of 84 put a bullet in my head just come up behind me and just fucking cl- just clonk me on the back of the head with a brick that's what I would rather then end up at Chatswood Chase Shopping Centre, at the coffee club, just watching some, just watching an old lady with you know no teeth eating a fucking sucking on a toasted sandwich, so depressing. Uh, um, and I'm not jealous at all about Thank God You're Here. By the way, I've had so many people contact me go, why are you on Thank God You're Here? Um, I'm because I'm too bloody I don't know. They, they, people don't like me anymore. There you go. Um, and also. Uh, I'm going to go back to the UK and do some work over there. So stop fucking asking me, all right? I'm not doing it. Um, Yes, Uh, what was I going to tell you? Oh, yes, I saw a really great thing as well. It's a trailer for a John Farnham thing called This Is Going To Be Big. Uh, It looks amazing. I've only seen the trailer for it, but it's about a school in Victoria, I believe, that are putting on a John Farnham musical. And all the kids in the school have, uh, learning disabilities or learning, uh, what what do I say there? Am I saying the wrong thing? Learning, um, not positive learning minds. Um, I'm trying to say the right thing. I'm not sure because disability, I think is not, you're not allowed to say that either. Anyway, learning challenges, brain challenge. Um, I used to say that to my partner every time she came back from, um, a psych appointment before I, you know, went completely mental and then had to go to psych appointments forever. Um, I'd always say to her, hey, hey Rosie, how's your brain? Is your brain good? Anyway, not not very supportive at all. But this documentary, oh my God, it looks beautiful. So it's these four kids are playing John Farnham over the course of uh, four stages in his life. It just, it looks so glorious. So look up the trailer and I guess when it comes out, go, I reckon it, from what I've heard, Um, From a dear friend who saw the launch of it at the Melbourne International Film Festival, it got the longest standing ovation that anyone's seen at that festival, which is a big thing. So it's called. This is going to be big. This is going to be big. So check it out because it just it it it, yeah it, it emotionally hit me straight away as soon as I started. Uh even just watching the trailer there. So so, so 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 so. So 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 cute. Yeah. The other thing that's got me this week is the mushroom murders. Oh goodness. If you're overseas, um please look up death cat Mushrooms, Melbourne. Um well not Melbourne, it's in Victoria. Uh and it's j ju- it's so weird to watch this at the moment because the woman who cooked the mushrooms and served the meal. She seems really guilty. And that's an awful thing to say because the likelihood is she's not guilty. This is a complete accident. She's gone foraging for wild mushrooms. She's accidentally picked death cat mushrooms. She had some people over for dinner. She's cooked some type of mushroom dish. I I haven't heard what the dish is yet. I imagine it would have been a mushroom pasta or wild mushrooms on sourdough toast, something yummy like that. And uh, three of the four guests died but she didn't eat the mushrooms or she did. There's a whole, we don't know about this, but then there was a report in the paper uh, or in the news that last year her partner or someone related to her had intestinal problems for some other reason. So there's a lot of stuff going on, but if it is mushroom murders uh, by a middle-aged woman in in rural Victoria, this is wild. This is like you, know, you can imagine straight away they're already trying to cast the thing with Kathy. I mean, with um, Melissa McCarthy or something. I'm hoping it's not true. I mean, these people are dead now, so you can't you can't be undead. But in a weird way, I'm hoping it's now true that she's a murderer. This <laughs> is an awful, 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 awful thing to say. God damn it! But it would make the story better. You know, it's not good that it happened. I, I wish it didn't happen to these people, but it would be a better story if she did do it. Wow. I wonder if, I mean, could I get in trouble for saying that? I don't think I can. Can I? No? Anyway. Um, yeah. So I am, uh, I'm going away for a little bit. I'm not leaving my house though. So I've got some people staying at my house. So I don't think you can rob me because a lot of people know where I live. So suck shit. If you think you can rob me, you can't because I've got friends staying. So fuck you um why would i say that to you you're my friends thanks to um oh i've had look money is tight money's tight money is tight so i've had a few patreons drop off and i don't mind i really don't so it's it's totally okay because a few newbies came along this week so that's really nice if you are supporting me on patreon because i love doing the podcast i love just sitting here and bloody waxing lyrical god i've got so much stuff to do today because we're going away i'm just gonna say it my my partner went to a Are you home Rose? yet? Nah. So my partner went to a thing called a rap party last night. So a rap party is when a film or a television series ends, it's been a lot of hard work because they work extraordinary hours in the film industry. I'm talking like, you know, 6am till midnight, you know, multiple times a week. It's crazy, 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 Uh, particularly her job. So she went to a rap party and it's now, what is it? It's 9.53 in the morning. Guess what? She's still not home. She's been out all that time. I've not done that for 10 years, unless I was on a bender, which is not good. That was a different kind of thing. Uh, but I think the last time I went for an all nighter and partied on was in Edinburgh Uh, and she was involved there as well, but she's been out the whole time. She's still out. And I know she's got a, um, she's got a dentist appointment at 1130. I'm like, you've got to go. You, you've got to go. Um, otherwise you'll get charged for it. It's unbelievable. Who parties like that What mum's party like that anymore? Good on her though. Like, good on her. I mean, I did wake up this morning and go, I wonder if she's dead, but uh, she did text me back at 6.30 saying, no, I'm still at it. So, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, good, good, good going for you. I hope you have a bloody, it's going to be an awful day, but the thing is it's all that stuff just before you got to go away because we're leaving tomorrow. There's just so much to organize and she's just, she's done this to me before as well. She did this to me in England um, where she just went out for the whole night and came back really not right. And was refusing to get on the plane. Anyway, good on her. She's having fun. And I, I do love her dearly. Uh, okay, I'll play something really quickly here. Uh, thanks for all the messages about not a, peop- not a people person, by the way. You like it. You likey. And some, some, some maybe you don't likey. That's just me overthinking. Um, anyway, hang on.
1: Getting to
0: know you. Um, Rich Fulcher, I want to get to know you just really, really quickly.
2: No, no. No. Yes.
0: If I want to be me more than I could be, would you be happy to be you know, like you inside the restraint of being yourself, inside your own skin, if there is something beneath that?
2: Oh my God, you remind me of me when I was you. And uh, yeah, I'm beside
0: myself. All right, man, well, that's all we've got time. All right, to do. thanks. Thanks a lot. Getting to know you. Got back to you on email about, uh, yeah, Henry Packer is the guy who's doing the narration. What a wonder, such a rich voice. Um, Yeah, it's Henry Packer, just in case you were wondering. Um, And just a a little flash, uh, a throwback, a throwback to the beginning of the podcast with the sandwiches. Guess what? My daughter's still eating the same sandwich, so nothing's evolved. She still eats avocado sandwiches, and if not, it's just a butter sandwich. That's the only thing she'll eat. Uh, I don't think it's ever going to change but she still eats, she bloody eats her broccoli every night though, guys, so she's nice. All right, I got some letters here. This is from Hayley Strivens, who I think is in Canada, but I might be wrong. Um, she said she loves her tea towel. By the way, if you are a new Patreon, yes, you will be getting a tea towel. I will be contacting you soon. She said, love my tea towel, or love it, Sam, thank you. Hanging next to my letter from Sir David Attenborough, above my mudlarking larking finds, how good's that? That's very, thank you very much. I don't think I deserve that, but thank you. Uh, this is from Guy McGrath. You know the guy that I think is a UK truck driver? He's not. Hey Sam, as you maybe have heard, I'm an expat Aussie originally from country Victoria who moved over here to London about 12 years ago. Sorry to confuse with the recording whilst I drive. a uh, commute to work is when I listen to your podcast and then record my messages to you. Uh, Here's a little ditty just for you about our little adventure to date, hope to catch you when you see a gig when you're touring over the UK. Keep giving one fuck, because that's me thing, people seem to like that by the way, old one fuck Simmons. Remember guys, give one fuck, Uh, you don't have to give two fucks, but just give one fuck. Uh, He's a plumber, guy's a plumber, he's not a truckie, he's a bloody plumber. He's an expat plumber in the UK, which would be great, because he'd be bringing all that real Aussie vernacular to, to his plumbing. Uh, I reckon like, the pipes in bloody England, they'd be all stuffed up. Uh, here's another message. This is from Tim. Uh, Hi, Sam. Just a quick uh, quick mail to share some stuff. He's written here, warm and fussy first. It brings my little heart so much joy that you are back being you. Thank you, man. Um, you don't just make people smile and laugh. You bring such powerful joy. I don't really, but I do. Even when you're grumpy and having a bad day. Thank you very much. That makes me feel good. Um, Yeah, and thank you very much for creating again. Thank you, because yeah, I I went a bit quiet on socials for a while, but now I've been putting out stuff and people love it, which is great. Serious stuff, angry old Packers. What? Getting the correct size pads or tampons for your partners from the shops. Yep, fair enough. Any encounter with police, other than at a town showground exhibit, Um, Olympic swimming feet first competition should be. That's a funny idea. Olympic swimming, but you've got to go in feet first. Tim, that's a very funny idea. That's great. I like that. I really, really like that. Uh, and he wants to help out with the, hill, the Silly Billy walk. Oh, good on you, man. I will get back to you. That's bloody lovely. Um, and uh, show ideas, the history of forks. Yes, I'm going to do a deep dive on forks. I love it. I You, you sent me a link. I'm doing it. Uh, so Philosophy on Willosophy. I've done that on i I've done i I've done Willosophy um with Will. Uh, already. He often refers to you when Australia Oh, that's nice. Uh yeah, thank you. He's got some great stuff here. The more we raise for you, the more yeah. It's it's true, but I am gonna get some um, funding at some point. It will happen. Freebies, just like link notes, free anyway, he's got a whole lot of great ideas. Um on kindness he says here. I know you have people talk to you people to talk to, but if you ever needed the ear of a non-judgmental stranger or going through anything, I'm a non-practicing counsellor, so just another person with love and kindness. Good on ya, Timbo, you bloody legend. That's so kind of you. And it is about that, people. Just, I mean, <coughs> coughing again. Kindness is key. We've got such an awful neighbour in our um, group of flats, like a very, very nasty piece of work, but I'm just trying to kill that guy with kindness. It's the only way to do it. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get sick of it, but, um... Yeah, I just think it's the only way to go. I'm going to play some things. Um, I've got some messages here. Hang on a sec. This message is from Guy, the UK plumber. Let's go. So I call this one the tale of two mischievous men. So once Sam thought Guy was a trucker, it mm-hmm. turned out he's just an Aussie fucker. Oh. Making his mind melt with quips and jokes. Gee, wouldn't Joe Frazy noodles make you choke? Joe Frazee. Isn't having kids the absolute best? Not looking forward to my son flying the nest. Maybe a deep dive on the human tapeworm could be fun. Okay. As I'm sure you'd agree they aren't nice up your bum. No. Sammy sizzled so many sausages that made him squawk. He's hoping he sells enough to fund the silly billy war. Oh, that's bloody sweet. Man, That's your little you your little bush poet. He's a bloody bush poet, guys. That's it. You know what, guy, your new nickname's Shirley the Bush Poet. It's bloody Shirley the Bush Poet here. Uh that was lovely, man. That was very very lovely. I didn't know you had kids as well, but yeah, I guess that it is oh, when they go and when they become cool and don't want to know you anymore. Ah. Oh, there was a, I think there's a really great little viral thing that I saw um on Instagram and it came from that show Modern Family, which I didn't really love the show, but I love the actors in it, and it did have its moments. But it's this great bit with um the the patriarch, the big guy, the old guy from uh, Married with Children, and he's talking about how when a kid leaves, or when they turn into adults, when they leave, all those children that you knew through all those little stages, from a toddler all the way up to teenagers, they all walk out the door at the same time, and it's like oh shit, so emotional. Uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you for that guy. That was actually really sweet of you. Um, here we go. Here's something here. Who's this one from? I don't even know who this is from. Covertron? Who's Covertron? Uh, someone from the UK. All right. Hey Sam, I've been enjoying listening to the pod. Thanks for making it. It sounds like you and I have been through similar stuff in recent times. I too had ADHD plus uh, plus depression. Okay. Hang on. I had to stop then cuz the phone rang. Uh here we go. Uh what were we talking about? Oh, ADHD and depression. Um here we go. Uh I've a young daughter and live in the same area of Sydney. What the fuck? We live the same life. Covertron. Uh hey, why is your show problems not available anywhere for live streaming? I don't know. I do not understand why? I might ask my manager. As it happens, I work in live streaming and could tee up a ad-supported revenue share deal if you're interested. People would be able to see problems again. It's so good. The thing is, I work at Channel 7. Um, I'll hit you up. That sounds really cool. I want to know more. And yes, again, it was Henry Packer uh, who does the voice in Not A People Person. Um, all right, I'm going to do a deep dive here. Uh, I'm just going with a link that I think it was you that gave it to me on Forks. Now I'm just like... St- talking solitary to one person have i gone mad perhaps even madder than my son um here we go forks This is a history of the bloody yeah uh, sorry a deep dive on forks guys the rise of the fork art um if you live in europe or the americas you likely pick up a fork every day and give no thought to it yeah because the chopsticks better it is better except for rice i don't i don't know how to do rice properly i've got to just scoop it into your mouth really quickly chopsticks and a spoon great actually i'm really Um, into the Malaysian version and Indonesian a fork and spoon really goes well together anyway if you live in Europe or in the Americas you'll likely pick up a fork every day and give no thought to it unless you're selecting flatware for a wedding registry or you happen to have recently returned from Asia usually it's uh, probably seems as natural as breathing and yet uh, yet it is a bizarre object as Carl Simic suggests in his poem The Fork The strange thing must have crept right out of hell it resembles a bird's foot, worn around the cannibal's neck. As you hold it in your hand, as you stab it with a, into a piece of meat, it's possible to imagine the rest of the bird. Its head, which like your fist, is large, bald, beakless, and blind. Um, I don't think that was a very good poem at all. Anyway, the success of Simic's poem, really? Uh, one of a series called Object Poems he attempted in the 1960s uh, when frustrated with his work. Oh, that's kind of cute. So he's just doing a poetry about... Uh, certain objects, lies in its ability to evoke strangeness and horror in an everyday experience. But that kind of emotion is not latent in everything we touch, which may explain why Simic gave up on his object poems pretty fast. Perhaps the fork is potent and intriguing because it is surprisingly modern. Humans got along just fine without forks for thousands of years, which means we are, in a sense, still learning to use this small instrument. And our changing fork habits can reveal our attitudes about big subjects, including religion, masculinity, and foreignness. Wow, this is quite in-depth, this one. The fork is a latecomer to the table. Knives are the, knives are the descendants of the sharpened hand axes, the oldest form of human tools. It's likely that the first spoons derive from whichever local objects were used to scoop up liquid. The word for a spoon in both Latin and Greek deri- derives from snail shell. Don't make sense. We would have used them back in the day to have soup. You get an old snail shell and be like, I'm having some soup. Um, this reminds me of a good joke by Matt King. It's a little bit off colour, so trigger warning. Uh, so apparently in the Dark Ages, uh, and English cuisine, but English cuisine in general, we're always giving it shit like, you know, mushy peas and rah-rah, even though now it's, you know, a really big foodie culture. But back in the Dark Ages, you know, they just cooked meat on the fire. There was no, they didn't salt things. There was no spices. But it wasn't until the Nords, the Vikings, conquered uh, Scotland and started going down that they they actually bought herbs and spices. And Matt King set up this scenario of these two Brits sitting around a fire because um, the the Vikings they marauded and you know. Rape their way down the coast of uh, England, changing the, bringing red hair basically. So I'm murdering this uh this story. Anyway, so Matt sets up this whole thing with with these two Brits sitting around a fire and they're eating their soup. One's like Reginald, this soup is divine. Wherever did you get the recipe? And he goes, well, you know that chap who raped Mum. Anyway, um, that's not funny. It's a rape joke, but um, it's pretty funny. Because it's back in the day and of its time. Uh, here we go. In the Middle Ages, most people ate off rounds of stale bread, oh, called trenches, which could that's a sandwich which could hold hold cooked meat and vegetables, which could be brought directly to the mouth. That makes complete sense. It's a well, that's a sandwich. Forks having journey journey from uh, Italy from Byzantium arrived in France along with Catherine de Medici. Anyway, <coughs> pardon me. Um. At this time, forks were only two-pronged, which makes sense. Um, in the time of Henry III, fork owners would have been well off, so you are posh if you had a fork. Uh, there's a picture, a picture of a steel, I've got a picture here of a steel 18th century, oh, we've got a four-pronged fork, oyster fork. Anyway, um, I'm bored by this one. It's kind of interesting, but it's, it's a little bit, I mean, you know. Perhaps it is then interesting to consider the future of utensils. At his restaurant, Aliena, in Chicago, Chef Grant Archatz has worked closely with designer Martin Kastner to devise new new utensils. The Antenna, which supports a single morsel of mackerel. The Bow, which allows transparent slices of bacon to hang freely. And more. Uh, Does this seem a bit silly? Yes, it's generally geared to making the food more delicious and more interesting to eat. Also, yes, and before... You imagine yourself inescapable or at least undesiring or leaning towards hands free to snatch a morsel of food. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. Soup and bloody chopsticks, mate. That's the way to do it. Bloody hell. That was way too much. There was too much detail in that fork article. Thanks for sending it though, but just way too much. I do like that site though. That's a really good site. Thank you for that. I will keep that as a keepsake. Do you have a keepsake? Um, anyway, that, uh, that's the podcast. Ding, ding, ding. It's a little bit of a shorter one today because I've got too much stuff to do before we go away. So look, I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love, 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 love. Uh, have a wonderful day, uh, wonderful week. And I will speak to you from another place in another, another zone. Uh, very, very soon. Uh, hopefully that was a good podcast. Uh, there were moments. Definitely there were moments within it. Uh, We lost a little bit at the end. That's right. Uh, But uh, in the meantime, here's episode two of uh, Not a People Person. All right, see you later. Bye!
1: From the great deserts of Africa to the tropical jungle. From the Arctic tundra to our farms, parks and city streets. Our world is home to over 100,000 species of bird. But how much do we know about these magnificent creatures? Understanding birds takes a special kind of person. Not a cat person, or a dog person, or even a monkey person. And most of all, not Not a a people person. person. And that's just the kind of person Sam Simmons is. Sam Simmons is not Not a people people person. person. Let's follow him now, on his quest to meet the most extraordinary birds in the world. This is Pétos, a small island that forms part of the Antilles in the Gulf of Mexico. Like many tropical islands, Pétos marks a stop on the migratory routes of some of the world's rarest and most magnificent seabirds. Today, Sam is hoping to get a close-up look at one of the rarest the great blue heron.
0: Spotting a blue heron isn't easy. You need to know where to look. Earlier, just behind that palm tree, I caught a glimpse of the heron's distinctive plumage. Now, if we approach it very carefully, without disturbing it, we might just...
1: Sam's stealthy approach is thwarted, however, by the sudden appearance of a pigeon.
0: Oh, the heron! Screw
1: you! A pigeon in a tropical region like this is a most unusual sight. Nevertheless, Sam is... Hang on a minute. That's not a bloody pigeon. That's a dove. Also not native to the tropics, doves are mostly found in in areas...
0: There's only one reason why a dove like this would be hanging around a tropical island. Rowan!
1: Rowan!
0: Oh, for goodness sake. Who the hell is Rowan? Sorry,
1: that's
2: my dove. Well, your dove scared away my heron. Why have you got a dove? I'm a magician. Yuck. Yeah, I get that a lot. Not a lot of respect for magicians out there.
0: Well, that's because you're only one step above jugglers on the entertainment ladder.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. I heard it all before. Anyway. Uh...
0: Bloody magicians.
2: I'm a magician. I'm a magician. Oh, magicians! Oh, magician! magician. magician. Anyway, uh, as they say in uh, the magic circles, I'd better uh, uh, disappear. Poof. Poof? Yeah, you know, like a magical cloud uh, of smoke. Poof.
1: Well, we seem to have another complaint letter. Well, yes, I agree, because magicians are terrible. No, this is a complaint from a spokesperson for the Patos Island LGBT community concerning our use of the word "puff." What?
0: Give me that. Dear Sam, my name is Sean. As a proud a member of this island's gay and lesbian community... I have a
1: serious community. issue with your use of the word "puff," which is a hateful word. term. Used for centuries by an oppressive heteronormative hegemony in order to
0: suppress... No, not like that. I mean, like the sound of a small explosion. Or the sound that comes out when you sit on a poof.
1: Another letter here from Sean?
0: No, I mean when you sit on a foot cushion or an ottoman.
1: And another letter here.
0: What? Dear Sam, a as a proud member, member of, of Patos Island Turkish, Turkish community, community,
1: I find the suggestion that you would sit on ottomans very offensive.
0: It's a dead empire. Get over it, Sean.
1: Well, that's the complaints dealt with. And, you know, uh, our listeners are probably wondering... Aren't oh no, they, Sam? Hey, uh, when are you going to tell us some more about the blue heron? Since this is supposed to be a nature documentary, isn't it? About birds. So, shall we get back to the heron watch? No. Are you still angry about the magician? Yeah. Would you like some soup? I
0: like sheer soup.
1: No, you can have the whole tin. What flavour do you have? Just pumpkin. <gasps>
0: Pumpkin's my favourite! To us!
2: To us! <coughs>
0: Quick,
1: ring the toll-free hotline on the side of the can.
0: Ah, okay. Hello, pumpkin soup hotline. Uh, ah, hello. I have an issue with my pumpkin soup. Go on. I spilled it in my lap and it was really hot in my lap. Did you read the heating instructions on the side of the can? (laughs) Yes! And it was still too hot. Yeah! What clothing were you wearing at the time of the incident, please? I don't know, like little shorts and a t-shirt combo. So it was hot? Not the soup.
2: No, the weather. You were wearing shorts.
0: I guess so. It's, it's hot. We're in the tropics. Why are you
2: eating soup? Because I felt
0: like a soup! I see. Hey! There's no rules against eating soup, lady! Okay,
2: you need to calm down. What colour were the shorts you were wearing?
0: I guess they were like a greenish blue. Well,
2: were they green or blue? I don't know.
0: What do you mean? Well, I just don't know.
2: Tell me the colour! OK, you want to
0: know? You want to know? OK, well here it is. I'm a colorblind, OK?
2: I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, this changes everything. I know. How long have you been colorblind?
0: For as long as I can remember. I've never seen yellow.
2: Yellow what? Yellow anything.
0: So what if I was wearing a little yellow linen sundress? Nothing. Could I be naked or I just want to be there? Like an ethereal void. Like clear or, or just nothing at all? Just nothing. What about a banana? <laughs> never seen a banana.
2: Oh my God. You've never seen a banana? I'm so sorry, sir. Sir? Sir, are you there?
1: So, now that's sorted. No, it's not. Should we get back to doing a show about birds? No. Okay, well, I guess we could just do a show about magicians.
0: Okay. Well, here's some facts about magicians to get you started. Magicians.
1: Magicians were invented in the late 1200s by Stephen Magician, a shepherd from Croatia. By day, he was a mild-mannered sheep's man. But when night fell, he would roam the streets with a bag of glitter to throw in little old ladies' faces, whereupon he would exclaim,
2: Abracadabra!
1: Which is the Croatian word for, Look out, little old lady, baby! That's completely untrue, man. Yes, it's
0: not. Look, what's your problem with magicians? Well, pretty much the whole thing. The rabbits, the capes, the wands, what a load of shit. But what about the magic? Yeah, magic's not real, man.
1: Well then, how can we now be magically in Las Vegas? What? Or the Battle of the Somme? Oh, God! Look out for that German, man! And now we're in Rio! Some kind of strange magic? No! Like radio magic? No way man! Yes,
0: we can go anywhere with radio magic! I'm pretty sure radio magic is going to be just as annoying as ordinary magic. Come
1: on, Sam.
0: Where do you want to go? Calgary. Okay. Okay, but Calgary 1994 for the Winter Olympics. Okay, that's very specific. Ah, here we go.
1: Calgary Winter Olympics 1994, ski run, crowd audible. Right then.
0: Look out, it's a bear! What? Sorry, I mean a girl. Sorry, I always confuse bears and girls. Hey, guys. Who are you? I'm Ski Money Pam. I'm an
1: elderly former Yugoslavian ski instructor. I mostly give lessons to tourists who come here for, here their, for gappy. their gappy, for their gappy. Gappy, gappy, gappy. Gappy.
0: Gappy sounds rude.
1: <laughs> you wish it was. What are you boys doing here? Oh,
0: we're actually uh, doing a show about birds. Well, it was. Now it's about magicians. Yeah, but I'm also cool with some sort of woman.
1: Okay, I think I get your drift. Your snow drift? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> is he? Oh, it's a snow <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> what happened?
1: I accidentally hit skip on the sound effect CD. Well, where are we? Uh, uh, Desert Island exterior. Oh no! Sound of birds and ocean, no human inhabitants. No! Sam and Henry are completely alone.
0: We'll take us back to the Olympics and ski bunny Pam!
1: I can't! The CD player's stuck.
0: Why the hell are we still using compact disc technology?
1: <sighs> Looks like we're stuck on a desert island.
0: Yeah, all because of a disc.
1: Like desert island discs.
0: That's on this station. Why is Pam here? Look at that cloud right there. It kind of looks like a spinach and feta triangle. You just mean a regular triangle. Oh, God, I'm so hungry.
1: Let's play a game. From former Yugoslavia to time. I know. Let's play word association. It's not what I had in mind, but... Okay. You start. Chutney. Sultana. Saskatchewan. The Yukon. Sam, you go. I don't know. Troglofauna. Volvo. Handlebars Sausages Fresh jeans Oh, you got to love jeans Trundle bed Oliver Martinez Oliver Martinez Oliver Martinez Abracadabra Abracadabra Abracadabra, Abracadabra. What? <laughs>
2: Magician!
1: Hey, what's wrong? He's been doing this a lot lately
2: I know why I hate magicians Yes, so do I
0: Magical Andy, Andy,
2: what are, are you are doing, doing here? I've been here the whole time. Sam, why don't you tell Henry and Ski Bunny Pam about what happened to you on your eighth birthday?
0: I remember my mum hired a magician. After we'd sung Happy Birthday and blew out the candles on the cake, the magician started doing tricks like a disappearing act. You know, he made things disappear. Like he'd wave his wand and say, Abra And then, poof! <clears throat> Please shut up, Sean. He made a chair disappear, and then a packet of sultanas, and then... Come on, lad. Spit it out. He made my mother disappear. What? what? Well, she just disappeared. I knew it. I never saw her again.
1: Wow. That's a bit sad. Yes. It is a sad bed. It's because it's a sad bit. Yes. It is a sad bed. That's a bit sad. Yes. Wow. It's because it's it is a sad bed. That's a bit sad. Yes. Wow. It's because it is a, it's sad, a sad bed. Bit. That's a bit, bit sad. Sad yes. bit. Wow. It is a sad, sad, sad bed. Bit. That's a sad bit sad. Bit.
0: Sad, it's a bit sad, it's a bit sad, it's a bit sad, it's a lit a bit sad, it's a lit a bit sad, it's a It's 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 a bit sad, it's a lit a bit sad, it's a lit a bit sad, it's a little bit sad. Did you get really sad? You shouldn't get sad. If you didn't get sad, well I think it's pretty bad. Some people might think that you might be a bad sad. It's a bit sad, it's a little bit sad. Did you get really if you shouldn't get sad, if you get sad Life well, is pretty bad, so people might think that you might be a bad sad It's a bit sad, bit sad
1: Well, this explains a lot
2: Why? Why Magical Andy? Why did this happen? Well, we magicians get a lot of divorce work at children's parties. We create a magic diversion and one parent disappear. That's why we do kids' parties.
0: Oh my god, that must be lucrative and it makes so much sense. I know,
2: I know. Well, I better go find my dove. I'm on in 10.
0: Rowan! Oh, Rowan! Good news. The CD player works again. Oh, thank god. Can we please go back to Calgary 1994 now? Okay. Let's hit the slobs.
1: Next week on Not A People Person... Think about sucking a soda pop through a bendy straw, but in reverse. It really is nothing to do with birds at all anymore, is it? Yeah, not so much. This is the worst documentary ever.